Hey there, I'm Leah Party, and you're listening to Bare Naked Soul, a podcast where we have real, uncensored conversations about the things we aren't supposed to talk about. Let's break all the rules and shed all the programming that's ever made us feel weak, scared, and caused us to shrink ourselves. It's time to live uncaged, freely expressing ourselves and manifesting our dreamiest, juiciest, and most pleasure-filled lives. Let's do the damn thing. Hello and welcome back to Bare Naked Soul. I have the most special guest I've ever had, except I offer, I have actually had her once before. <laughs> if you guys remember Frankie Mall, she's a hypnotherapist and she is my BFF. <laughs> so she came on here, I don't know, maybe six months ago. We had a fabulous conversation. You guys absolutely loved it. So I'm really, really excited for what we're going to dive into today. We're going to talk about people pleasing. Mm-hmm. So Frankie and I worked together. I think, I think we started working together maybe five years ago and about four years ago, we both really dove into the spiritual journey kind of around the same time, got into like meditation and journaling and these different practices and tools. And we've gotten to see each other grow so much. And one of those areas that we both really worked on and grown together in is people pleasing. It's just, it's such a huge thing that affects so many women and we're going to yeah we're going to dive in today so Frankie thank you for being here oh thank you so much for having me I'm so excited for this conversation I think it's just so important um but yeah I am a hypnotherapist my business is up the rabbit hole and I kind of mix NLP with EFT and traditional hypnosis I'm also um, certified in quantum healing hypnosis technique, so QHHT, and I'm finishing my trauma therapist training right now. So, uh, you know, going back off of what you said, yeah, we work together and I think I've come a long way with the people pleasing and it has really helped me to grow my business um, significantly. So, yeah, I'm just so happy to be here. Yeah. You know what I think has really helped with the people pleasing too? I even remember we went to Mexico um, Mm -hmm. a year and a half ago, I think. It's been too long since we've gone back, by the way. But we we were having this conversation in the airport um, after, like on the way home. And one of the things that's just helped so much for both of us, I think, is having each other as like a sounding board. Absolutely. I feel like I do something every week where I'm like, hey, this thing came up with this person um, I'm feeling uncomfortable with how I want to respond. I can tell this is people pleasing. Like, what do you think? And it's just, we are able to bring these things to each other and like dish it out. Absolutely. And I think having each other is a really great way of kind of grounding each other back into, okay, let's redirect this. What do you actually want here? What are your actual feelings and weeding out some of that, you know, mixed convoluted feeling that identifies as almost fear, you know, because a lot of people pleasing, at least for me, has been fear. So much um, expectation in what I think other people are going to think of me and having each other is a great way to kind of pull it back. Let's clear all of that away and get down to the root of what you actually want. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like having a friend, a partner, a mentor, someone in your life that you can Mm -hmm you can reach out to because it's sometimes it's also like, I don't know how about you, but sometimes when, even with you and like my other close friends, sometimes I'll feel like, okay, I like, shouldn't I already know this by now? Like, shouldn't I already be mm-hmm. in this, you know, that sort of feeling. Um, and there's a little bit of like, almost like a shame of like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm still dealing with this. Okay why can't I just like kind of man up and say what I want to say to this person? But we all experience that. Like yeah, almost all of us still do. And I think it's kind of just like a, it's a muscle that you continue to work. And I think it is just human nature, um, you know, wanting people to like you a little bit, wanting to be accepted, wanting to be a part of something. And there's a little bit of that, um, just instinctual part of the people pleasing that I think is going to always exist on some level, but working that muscle basically of having strong boundaries and 
sticking up for yourself and being able to know that you are kind of coming home to yourself and putting your needs before others is something that we have to always kind of actively work on and having each other and having support in that is really powerful. But I'm, I'm, I'm not sure there's ever going to be a day where like it doesn't exist on some level, but I definitely can feel a huge shift in the way that it affects my life today versus the way it did even a year, two years ago. Yeah, that's such a good way to put it. It is a muscle that you that you build and we're always going to be humans. We're always going to feel human. Yeah, yes. We're always going to feel the discomfort in our body when mm-hmm. someone agrees with us. Yes, absolutely. You know? And like, can we just handle that? Like, are we willing to mm-hmm. handle that discomfort? I think that's what people pleasing is all about. It's all about owning your worth and owning what you value about yourself so that you're being honest and authentic and not having to tiptoe and not having to be afraid to say what you want to say and being able to handle the discomfort when someone is triggered by your boundary. Absolutely. And I think that is such a big one and something I have just worked through and I worked through it with you, but, um, not to go into too much detail, but it just had to do a little bit with one particular person in my life from a couple years ago who I needed to put up some boundaries with. And even within my exercising of those boundaries, I was still operating from a big, almost like I care about your feelings more than mine, even though you hurt me so much. And um, was setting boundaries, but they were still very kind of wishy-washy, not very direct, a little bit like just not being super honest with this person. And, um, you know, thinking I would get to one point with them, set a boundary, and then this behavior was continuing to happen. And then it would make me feel really bad. Like, I thought I set this boundary with you. I thought that she got it. I thought that she wasn't going to do this to me again. And it, it, and I noticed this kind of loop that came from me not being truly honest, thinking I was setting a, a clear boundary, but I wasn't. And it wasn't until I said, I'm going to sit through this discomfort in myself. I'm going to risk whatever this is hurting her feelings for the chance for me to feel like I'm sticking up for myself. And I had a very, very open, honest conversation that was extremely uncomfortable for me to have. But do you know what happened? She didn't yell at me. She didn't say she hated me. She said, thank you for being clear and direct. I didn't get it. So I think sometimes we just need to be really, really clear, honest, and direct. And like you said, sit through that discomfort and really think about just just what is the root of what we want and be willing to have those more difficult conversations for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And the more we have those difficult conversations, like they do get easier. They do. They do. Work in that muscle, baby. That muscle. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to talk about like where people pleasing is kind of showing up us up for us right now in our lives. So for me, a lot of it that I've been like sharing with you is like with my Instagram, like with mm-hmm. my audience and with what I do, I've been noticing lately that I will get this fear of like, okay, someone who either follows me or is in one of my programs or is a client or even like a former client, whatever, um, wants something from me that Mm -hmm. I don't desire to give. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, people reach out to me and ask me for free things, which, you know, people reach out to me and ask me like to hang out, you know, people reach out with a lot of different things. And I tend to be afraid of disappointing people, but I've noticed it comes from this fear of like, if I, if I don't, even, even if I, even if someone messages me something, maybe they like disagree with something that I said. Uh-huh. Um, 
I feel like if I don't engage with them the way they want me to quote, want me to have this conversation with them, grant their wishes, do whatever they want. Then like, then they're not going to buy from me is kind of what comes up, which is, I don't know. I just think that's so interesting. And, um, it's, I think like our self-worth is so key to, I mean, not only manifesting, but just like living our best lives, like feeling like remembering our self-worth comes from within Mm -hmm. looking for the validation, not needing other people to validate, but truly feeling that self-worth. And I feel like when we people please, we're just like giving our self-worth away. Yes. When we recognize these places of, oh, wow, I'm like really uncomfortable telling these people no because of this where's my self-worth in that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's been a big opportunity for me to, to realize like there's, there's gaps in my self-worth and I need to fill those on my own. And I need to remember that, like, I'm already whole and complete, no matter what anybody thinks of me. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's been, yeah, it's been challenging lately realizing I don't always want to engage with people in conversations in the DMs. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's, it definitely can get difficult when you want, especially working in this online space and being a coach and wanting your clientele and your, and and the people who are following you to want to buy from you, it, it can get really like, how do I show up in a way that also shows integrity for myself? And sometimes I feel like if you are to just do everything that everybody asks of you, there is, it does, it's just going to break you down where you're not able to hold true space because you are just pouring from an empty bucket over and over and over again. So protecting yourself and feeling that self-worth and knowing that no matter what you are enough, like you said, it's really, you're able to hold that energy and show up for people, you know, who really need you to be there like that. And in the, in, for me, when I'm in a mode of just constantly people pleasing, I am not operating from self-worth whatsoever. It's there's, there's me needing everyone to like me for me to feel like I am worthy. And when you can just operate from that place of, I am already worthy it's not as difficult to say no when you really want to. Absolutely. Yeah. And when we like really own our self-worth and our confidence, I feel like that's when we find that success, that inner and that outer mm-hmm. success. You know, Definitely. not only need everybody else to like fill in the gaps for us and make us feel validated. Yeah. I know for me, my I'm a very like kinesthetic person and I always feel this immediate body sensation of just like rejection and no. And I almost feel a tingling sensation that happens in my chest and goes down my arms into my hands. And it's like a full, just no, like, and I think that these feelings are what are, is super important to pay attention to whenever you are in a situation when you feel like, okay, I need to people please, or I don't know how to respond to this because I don't want to hurt this person's feelings. But it's like paying attention to not only what your mind is saying, but what your body is saying. And, you know, some people are more auditory. Some people are more visual. Some people are more kinesthetic. But, you know, for me, I just sit in that feeling of what is happening in my body and try to understand that. Um, give myself a moment to take a deep breath. I might call a friend like you. Okay. This is what's going on and, and kind of ground myself back into what it is that I'm seeking out of making this person want to like me or do this for them because I don't want to cause any issues or yada, yada. So giving yourself a moment to just identify what the motion is going is that is going on in your body can be so powerful um, to ground yourself back into the moment and kind of figure out what it is that you want. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so important to like learn 
where your intuition shows up and how that feels for you and honor how your body feels. Yeah. This is so weird, but (laughs) I sometimes have this separation in my awareness of, like I said, very kinesthetic. So like I will feel a body sensation. Then I try to listen to what it is that that sensation wants. And it comes from two different directions for me. And this is like a cool tool that people can um, practice on their own when they're feeling something really intense inside from my right ear. I'm telling you, try this at home. Like from my right ear, I feel something will come in like an intuitive, um, almost voice. And it's a very light and airy and beautiful, like source connected voice. And everything else kind of comes in from the left ear, which is a little bit deeper and more granular feeling slash voice. And when I'm trying to make decisions, I I really listen to what side this is coming in on for me. And the right ear is what I trust is truly my higher self and my guidance and me and this left ear more granular, darker, textured feeling is my fear speaking. So another great way to just kind of tap into understanding what our bodies are trying to tell us um, in hard situations or moments when you feel like you need to just please other people. Oh my gosh, that is so interesting. I'm going to have to start paying more attention to like, see if I can tell which side things are coming. Yes. Yes. So where has people pleasing been showing up for you lately? What have you been noticing in yourself with like boundaries you've set or areas where you're like, Ooh, I feel like, I feel like I need to please in this area. So for me, I have always kind of struggled with social media. I love to show up on social media, but there is a really deep fear somewhere inside of me that I'm going to upset somebody. I think it has to do with this like cancel culture thing that's going on. And if I were to say the wrong thing and the kind of hate comments that you see a lot of on the online space, and I do find myself holding back and just like not doing it um, at the level that I would really like to be showing up because of the want to make everybody feel like my content is essentially relatable. I have experienced backlash as a hypnotist, you know, just, oh, this is evil. Oh, this is... um, you know, you're going to take control of my mind. All of these very like Hollywood-esque vi- uh, ideas surrounding hypnosis. And I I think sometimes I just, I don't even want to approach social media <laughs> because I want to just avoid conflict. And for me, like, I do feel this deep, avo- like, I don't want to I don't like conflict. So I people please by just not doing it. And um, that is changing because it is, it is a fear. It's the granular, granular, darker, more textured emotion. And I know that when I really think about it, the right side of me, that source, that higher power, um, highest wisdom state is saying, do it. So that's where it's really been holding me back recently. Um, and I do feel sometimes I, I see it in, um, pricing for my business as well. You know, I'm a year, I'm a year in, and I think sometimes I want to make sure that, you know, everybody can afford a session and I'll have somebody like, if I do a group setting, or a group session and I charge $25 say that's too expensive, but you can't, you cannot shrink yourself down to meet just everybody. You have to just know that you are worth 
compensation and it might not be for everybody right now. And that's okay. And I'm still worthy of that money, even though one person can't afford it. So that's kind of where it's been showing up the most for me. Yeah. Yeah. Those are definitely two things where I feel like everyone, at least Mm -hmm. in the like online coaching industry space, whatever thing definitely experiences. And like the culture thing is, is so real and scary and it's, it's so messed up because it's, we don't need people being afraid to share their voices. We're no. Willing to share different sides of the coin and different perspectives, but because there are so many people that can't handle other people's opinions. Yes. I'm not saying I always can handle other people's opinions, but like, I'm certainly not out there being a fucking troll and like com- hate commenting if someone has a different opinion than me. Exactly. But like, yeah, I think, I think we have very few people that are truly open-minded that are willing to look at both sides of something and say, you know, I could see both points here. Um, we cling so hard to our, to our beliefs and we think we're so righteous in them. So it is scary to post things that are a little controversial. You know, I, I mean, I, I notice with things like I'll, I'll sometimes feel like guilty, essentially, but it's essentially people pleasing with guilt with sharing certain things about my, about my lifestyle. Like, let's say like super healthy eating things. Mm-hmm. Like I started buying all my meat from like a local farm and it's like pasture raised meat, super healthy and whatever, but obviously it's like a little more expensive mm-hmm. and like not everyone can afford that. And also like not everyone, not everyone just eat, cares to eat the way that I do and take care of their body the way that I do. And there's some guilt in that, like, oh, am I making other people feel bad that they don't eat this way? If Mm -hmm. I share that there's chemicals in this product or in this thing that I don't use this because of this, are people going to, but that's, it's people pleasing. Absolutely. I only learned about those things that have helped my health because someone else was willing to like share about them. There's nothing, it's not a crime to share healthy things. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think that like, that's something that I was going to bring up is it's those, those people that do show up and take that risk and that fear that are making like the most change, at least in my mind and in on my platforms that I am active on social media. It's the ones that are a little like a little bit riskier that are making change in my mind. So if you were to apply that concept, like let's say to business, taking the risks are the ones that I actually want to follow the emails that I open. Like so it 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 can be like a double-edged sword sometimes. You think that staying in your comfort zone, like me not being on social media as much because I'm afraid of these hate comments. If I were to just go out and do the work, that's how my business is going to grow. So yeah, it, it's just, it can be, it's just, it's a big deal. People, it really affects people in this, like, like, ah. Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm trying to think of the word, um, just on such like a body level, you don't, you can't, it's like, it's hard to control it sometimes. Um, instinctual, that's the word, an instinctual level, you just freeze or you kind of do some self-sabotaging. And when you are yourself fully in your worth, knowing that you deserve it, knowing that you deserve to have a voice, no matter what your opinion is, um, that's when you find that freedom that I think we all seek. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I probably shouldn't bring this up, but like one thing that you and I both like we both made a decision to not get vaccinated Mm -hmm. and I hope my podcast doesn't get canceled for saying that. (laughs) like that was a hard decision because we both had people in our lives that we love saying I will not physically be around you yes very 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 long time if yes it was a very big test um a big part of me wanted to give in to what Mm -hmm. society and a lot of people that I love wanted for me but I, I couldn't go against my intuition. And exactly. Both, yeah. Um, I think we're both, you know, um, happy with the decision we made and, and happy with ourselves for sticking up for ourselves. But that was a really challenging time. To be honest, that is one of the biggest for me look backs at if I were to look back at something that was very difficult for me, but made 
makes me the most proud. And I'm just being honest and it just for myself, I don't care what anybody else does, but for myself, I had a lot of people telling me that I was a really bad person for not being vaccinated and not wanting to do it. And right now I'm very proud of myself that I didn't. And that's how I feel. But I had a lot of hate coming at me from people that I really loved and I really respected, but I stuck true to what I wanted. And I'm really happy that I did. That's that's for me, a big moment in my life that I just, every single person around me was very disappointed in me. And I said, I'm going to listen to what I truly want in this moment. And, and yeah, that was a big one for me. Yeah. And it's all we can do because we Mm -hmm. we truly, I mean, in that situation, I personally don't, didn't feel like I was given enough information on both sides Mm -hmm. to make a valid decision. You know, Mm -hmm. it didn't feel, anyways, we could dive into that for hours. Um, We never really know the truth, you know? No, exactly. We're told one thing is healthy just to find out it's not. We're told one thing is safe. Oh, nope, it's not. We don't know, right? Exactly. So all we have is ourself and our own intuition. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, like what choice do we have, but to follow that, you know? Exactly. And I think there's a way to be respectful to everybody. Like in these situations with vaccination, like if you don't feel comfortable being around me, I was very respectful of that. You're entitled to feel the way you feel. I'm also entitled to feel the way I feel. And, um, yeah. 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 It's like respecting each other's choices. Exactly. And it doesn't need to be a bad thing. We don't need to hate each other and divide (laughs) each other. And you can't sit with us type of thing. Like it's, uh, we can have different opinions and different outlooks and be respectful. And yeah. Yeah. So another, I think we talked about this yesterday a little bit. We were hanging out yesterday. Um, But one thing that I think is really important about people pleasing is I notice, um, obviously my, myself, I still struggle with it. Most of my friends struggle with it. I just see a lot of people doing things to please others. Mm -hmm. And then there's like that hidden resentment and maybe it's not even hidden. Maybe it's unconscious. Maybe it's not, but there is a resentment that builds like this little bubble building up slowly inside of you. And it's, um, it's suppressed emotions. Then at that point, you weren't allowing yourself to feel how you really felt. You suppressed how you wanted to feel. And you're shoving this inside of your body. Yes. And, um, that's one of the reasons why I think this is such an important conversation, because anytime we store in ourselves, unprocessed emotions that leads to disease, that leads to anxiety, depression, and manifesting all these ways, um, physical pain in our bodies. So yeah, I feel like that's one of the byproducts of people pleasing, one of the like symptoms. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And this is something that for a long time, I've, I struggled with people pleasing and something that I would do was just like, I already mentioned how I just kind of left the social media on the table. I would do this with friends. And this is me being super honest in the past. I would have these relationships with other people where I felt at some point, like I was being taken advantage of, or they were saying things that really upset me, or we were getting into arguments and I would not defend myself out of people pleasing because I didn't wanted to avoid conflict as much as I possibly could. And then it would bubble up and bubble up and bubble up. And I would not say anything and not say anything and not say anything. And then I would stop talking to them and never be their friend again. (laughs) And that's how it played out for me. And if you look at that, that's actually really mean. It was really mean for me to not have an honest, open conversation with somebody who was saying things to me that upset me. So a lot of times you can think, okay, I'm doing the right thing here by avoiding this conflict. I'm doing the right thing by not bringing it to this person's attention. I'm kind of making sure that they feel comfortable first. And then you're thinking you're perfect, also protecting yourself. But then after months or years of that bubble growing and growing and growing, like what I would do is just leave the situation completely. You're not, it's actually not 
doing anything nice. You know what I'm saying? That other person and you deserve an opportunity to have open, honest conversations. Going back to what I was saying in the beginning about that friend, people-pleasing, boundary-setting, that wasn't really getting me anywhere until I had an open, honest conversation. Was everything able to be resolved? And you feel that breath of fresh air, that forgiveness in a sense, but holding emotions in does not do anything but actually harm you. And you see a lot of this present itself in like autoimmune conditions that have no source, right? It's, we can't pinpoint what is happening, but your body is kind of taking all of this suffering on. Um, I think that there's a really cool technique that I want to share. Um, I think a lot of people know about tapping EFT, but this is a simple way, very quick and very simple way to just release emotion. And it's to take, if you look at your hand, let's say your non-dominant hand, and there's a little groove in between your pinky and your ring finger, right below the knuckle on the back of the hand, there's this little groove. And if you just take two fingers, this is a one point tapping technique and you feel that feeling in your body and you just sit with it and you tap for maybe like 90 seconds, check back in with yourself and identify has that feeling or that emotion changed. And if it hasn't gotten better, stick with whatever that new emotion is, if it there is one and tap until you feel a switch and something that feels a lot better. And then you can just tap on that for 15 more seconds and lock in a more positive emotion, but it's a way for you to honor yourself, honor your body, honor what is happening in that moment and sit with it and work through it and release it. Um, yeah. Okay. So we're taking like the back of our non-dominant hand and we're looking at the like groove in between the pinky and the ring finger. Yeah. Right below your knuckles on the back of the hand. Okay. That is such a good thing to know. Cause it's so simple. And so you're just tapping on that and you're just allowing yourself to feel what's coming up. And a lot of times it'll be like, okay, if, so for me, I have trouble identifying what emotion I'm feeling in my body. I'm like somebody that needs an emotion wheel. <laughs> But what's really cool is you don't actually need to be like, this is sadness or this is fear. You can sit with the feeling and see if that changes or if something else comes up and presents itself. Because real, realistically, what you want to be doing is like getting to a neutral state. It's so much easier to make, decision, make decisions out of neutrality because otherwise then you're viewing every situation through a lens of a past event. I read something that was like, don't make tonight's dinner out of yesterday's garbage. And like, I think so often we can be really defensive up front or you know, feel a certain way because we're viewing things from all these past experiences and just kind of checking in with your body, doing this one point tapping is able to kind of ground and get you to a point of neutrality where you're able to then look at situations in a really more beneficial way to both you and the situation or the other person. Um, but yeah, like this one point tapping, it's just, it's a simple way because a lot of times with EFT, there's a part of your brain then that's focusing on, is it the top of the head or between the eyebrows or the side of the eye? And this just allows you in a mo in that moment really quickly to zero in on just that. Yeah. I love that you brought up the fact that like, you don't need to be, because that's what the mind wants. It yes. Wants Describe everything. Mm -hmm. It wants to describe what exactly this emotion is and where exactly this comes from and why. Who can I yes. use? That's all just mind stuff. Yeah. We're not, you can only do so much in the level of the mind. Exactly. Going into the body and that cellular level and just feeling the emotions. That's like the energetic shift. Exactly. And we have to like ditch the mind in order to really make those changes. Yeah. Because if you think about it, like human language or language in general is limited right? Yeah. We, just because the English language says that, you know, 
this means that doesn't mean that that's how you're presenting it in your mind. And that's again, why like metaphor and symbol is so powerful because you can have a feeling about something and you can think that it's one thing and it turns out to be something else. So yeah, you don't have to get so caught up in these like, well, this is this and this black and white, very rigid mind conscious thinking. Like there's so much more and just allowing yourself the freedom to feel what you're feeling is so important and you don't need to get all convoluted and it means one thing for it to equal another. Yeah. And it feels so, so good to let go of our emotions too. Yes. But I wanted to touch on the metaphor thing because this is one of my favorite things about um, your hypnosis sessions. And like, I've done also your mindscape sessions, had so many transformations. I, I, mm. We've done money mindset things that have really helped me. We've done um, public speaking, like mm. so many shifts I've had from these sessions. And guys, if you've never done hypnosis or mindscaping, you got to try it because the metaphor thing is so, so cool. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Like, so one of the protocols that I do is called mindscaping and it's a really great way for you to have that body emotion or have this block, this, this issue that you're dealing with and not have to focus on it consciously. So often we're like, well, what can I do about this problem? And we're talking about it and blah, blah, blah. And we're working from this very like analytical part of the mind. But if you allow your unconscious and you allow yourself to just bring to the table what it wants to bring in that moment, it's really powerful to allow yourself to create a metaphor, to create a story, to to see these symbols that present themselves in a hypnotic setting and, and change them. Because essentially what you're doing is you're changing these neural pathways so that you can operate and uh, from a different viewpoint, again, we're changing the color of our glasses, the way we see the world. Um, my favorite kind of metaphor to explain this would be if you notice yourself going through this pattern, like uh, let's say people-pleasing, for example, you can think of it like you're standing on the top of a snowy mountain on skis and something triggers you, something happens, and all of a sudden you are down the mountain really, really quickly because you've been using the same neural pathway over and over and over again. And what happens when you ski down a mountain on the same path over and over again, it turns to ice. So you are just like, boom, something happens and you're at the bottom. And all of a sudden you're really, really like stuck in that body sensation, that fear, that anger, whatever comes up when you start people pleasing that freeze mode. And when you're doing something like mindscaping or using metaphors and symbols to create neural pathways, you're essentially stepping a foot to the left on fresh, beautiful snow. And then you can ski down the mountain slower, more grounded with a different neural pathway that makes it a lot easier for you to control those emotions. Wow. Yeah, it's it's such powerful work that you do. And it's, I love the way you explain it. It's just amazing. <laughs> one, one last thing I wanted to talk about, um, because I think, okay, so people pleasing, we think of it more as a woman's issue. I think mm-hmm. little girls are just taught mm-hmm. not to ruffle feathers, be so nice, be so sweet. Mm-hmm. But little boys are taught a lot more so than, than little girls, not to feel their emotions. Yeah. Whether that's directly your parent telling you suck it up, be a big boy, or it could be indirect. It could be you having a temper tantrum and people around you don't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. It could be you crying and you can just, as a child, you just know that other people are uncomfortable. You're learning when I have emotions, other people are uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should hide my emotions. That makes people more comfortable, which makes me more comfortable. Yeah. So I think obviously both little boys and little girls like internalize that those teachings, at least in our society, um, and grow up to hide their emotions, suppress things. But I have this theory that with men, the reason we maybe have so many problems in our society with men, right? Because obviously most shootings involve men, like mm-hmm. school shootings, uh, you know, women yeah. are up schools. There's way more drug addiction with men. Yeah. Is it because they have been brainwashed that their emotions have to be shoved inside of them and they have this rage and this anger and all these feelings they've ever suppressed 
that are just looking for an outlet. I don't know. I just have this theory about it. I I definitely agree with you on that. I think for men, it it is harder because they, I think, (laughs) I think right now too, it's hard for men to understand what their roles are, what they're supposed to be doing, how they're supposed to be showing up. It's very convoluted. Like I, how do I show up as a man, but also allow, you know, it's, it can be a lot. And I think that does start from a very young age of like, just kind of not allowing young boys and young girls to express themselves fully and pushing it away. And also really like we do not teach tools to young children on how to to express their emotions. And it's so heartbreaking and sad. And then we wonder why there are these problems because I, you know, I'm 33 years old. It took me to 28 to really like even learn how to express my emotions. And um, I'm still learning every single day new ways. But if we could teach these to young children, I think it would be so powerful um, especially for, especially for men, definitely. Yeah. And obviously like parents can play a huge role with, with as a society, you know, you and I aren't parents yet, Mm -hmm. but like, I don't know. I think it's really important for us to notice how we, how we react when a friend comes to us crying, how we react when a partner who might be a male is, is experiencing emotions do we, do we, you know, like just how do we react? Do we allow yeah. them space or, or not? And just becoming really conscious of, of that because we pick up so many cues as humans. Like we feel each other's emotions. Like we, yeah. know if, if I'm crying and my husband's visibly uncomfortable, you like, suck it down. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So I think something we can all kind of incorporate is just noticing like, how do we feel? You know, yesterday was actually when we were together, I was venting about something and I said, I'm sorry. And you were like, don't, don't say you're sorry. And I did notice that like, you were like, you don't have anything to be sorry for, but it's this natural reaction to me to apologize for feeling an emotion in front of someone else. Yeah, And I think it comes from this fear that I am bringing them down or they actually don't want to hear this or this is too heavy or whatever. But, you know, I think that's the important part of holding space for each other and just learning how to also protect yourself from energy. And if we could all get these tools, like, I think it would be so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I I called you crying Mm -hmm. um, recently. I was really upset about something. And I, I noticed I was sitting in a parking lot. I'm like, okay, I need to call Frankie. But part of me was like, well, what if I'm bothering? Like, does she really want to answer the phone? And I'm crying right now. Like, <laughs> Always call me. <laughs> so yeah, because as a society, we mm. know people are uncomfortable with our emotions. Yes. So yeah, it's just really good food for thought. Like even, even people who are around children, like how do you react when a child's crying? Like, yeah. how do you respond? You know, and um. Yeah. And, and, and adults too. It's just so interesting. I just feel like so many of our problems um, as a society come from repressed emotions. I'm even just thinking about like to a kid who's crying. I feel like in my head, if I'm visualizing what would happen, it'd be like, it's okay. Cheer up, cheer up, sweetie, cheer up. But you're, you're not fine. saying what's wrong. How yeah. can I be here for you? Like we're not giving that space to identify really exactly what's going on it's like it's okay you're good you're good get up get up yeah yeah don't cry mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't it's, it doesn't sound bad right because of course these are all normalized things but really really good food for thought I big think. boys don't cry things yeah. like that yeah <laughs> I I felt like you know something else that we've talked about recently is like the boss babe mm-hmm. movement, how it's fucking ruining our country it is ruining yes <laughs> When you met me, I was a boss, babe. I was. Leah was my literal boss. <laughs> right. But yeah, like, 
And part of that mentality for me, when I think of the boss babe, Mm -hmm. it was, it comes from um, obviously women wanted independence to have jobs, which made a lot of sense because when you rely on a man, it leaves room for you to not have the independence to leave when you need to, right? Like a situation or a marriage, whatever. Anyways, makes sense to want to have an independence in a career, but I think it turned almost like hyper into this super, like, I remember wanting to be like a super mom and a super woman and like, um, and yeah. And part of that whole mindset for me was not really having emotions Mm -hmm. because part of that whole movement has been how to climb the corporate ladder against men in a man's world. Like I was often, um, I was often like the only woman in a room of men for like management meetings and things. And so Mm -hmm. of course, if I cried, that would not have been good. Right. So a lot Mm -hmm. of it for me was suppressing my emotions out of like independence and boss Mm -hmm. babe and like at what cost? Absolutely. This, my last corporate job, I, right before I left, I went out of my way to really help someone else who was training because I was a sales manager and I got in a lot of trouble for spending 20 minutes to help out another person. (laughs) And my boss was just ripping me apart. And I was holding back tears to that point. Like you feel a frog in your throat and like a tear fell down my eye and I got in so much trouble, but this is like you, no emotion. Mm-hmm. business only don't show any type of anything like do your job just work 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 and it's like I think we can get really caught up in this I want to climb the corporate ladder I want to do this I want to be the best of the best of the best but again it's coming back into your body it's grounding back and and understanding what do you truly want what do you truly want and knowing that you are worthy of feeling an emotion. You are a human and this is what makes us human. Um, we are not machines. And I think that the boss babe mentality can get very robotic machine-like. And it's like, sometimes you feel like the only way to survive in that is to be a robot. It's the only way you're going to make it to the top is to just be ruthless, cutthroat and feel nothing and keep keep working. Right. Yeah. It's like, why, okay. Why would our bodies, why would we have the urge to cry if we're meant to hold it back? Yeah. We don't have to hold back our pee. Yeah. Like, no, we're, he- like you said, we're humans. Emotion yeah. is part of it. I just had a memory of, of, um, one of my first jobs. I think I was actually in college at this point, but yeah, I remember a bo- being on the phone with the boss and I was crying and he was yelling at me for crying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow we're so uncomfortable with our humanness. Yeah. That's like crazy. (laughs) And like going back to what we were saying before, it breeds sickness. Physical disease. When I was working at, not my last job, but the previous to that, I was a straight up insomniac. I was a straight up insomniac. And I, you know, that was a lot going on, but you, my body was something is wrong here, you know? Yeah. So the stress, the anxiety, repressing it all, holding yeah. it all physical disease and illness, mm-hmm. even like, you know, days when it's super stressful for me, I notice I'll get a headache. Like mm-hmm. that's my body just giving me a signal. This is a lot for you. This is too much or do something to help bring you back in. And I think it's really important that we start paying attention to how we feel in the moment. Um, where are you holding tension? Where are you holding stress and allowing yourself a moment to figure out what your body is trying to say? Like asking it, asking that pain, what do you want? What do you want? That that pain in your chest, that pain in your knee, that pain in your neck, what do you want? And like, listen for a, a, a voice, listen for an internal knowing and just start following those, those sensations that present themselves in your body instead of pushing them down and ignoring them. Yeah. Oh, so, so, so good. We got to get in our bodies. We got to get out of our heads. We got to allow ourselves to feel. We got to be humans. Yes. And and knowing that 
no matter what. You're worthy of having a voice. Your opinion matters. Even if you disagree with something or you might hurt someone's feelings in some way, you deserve to speak your truth. And um, it's only going to help everyone involved when you are coming from integrity and honesty. Yes. Yeah. Because we tell ourselves I'm too nice. That's why I'm, mm-hmm. that's why I'm doing things, you know, people pleasing. I'm too nice. Is it nice to lie to people? Is it nice to exactly. hang out with someone you really don't want to hang out with? Because exactly you like, no, <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. It's convenient, but really you're just, you're just afraid of feeling the discomfort. Mm-hmm. Feeling the discomfort will free you. Exactly. One last little example of this is I agreed to do something on Saturday that I did not want to do. So originally I was supposed to do it on Friday and I said, yeah, I'll do this Friday night. And I was then told, Hey, we switched it to Saturday. Can you please, 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 please do it. And I really didn't want to. And I said, yes, people pleasing. And now I'm like dreading it dreading it so it's like just listen to yourself and trust and they wouldn't have cared if I said no (laughs) but now like now I have to do something I don't want to do so yeah check in with yourself yes listen to your body guys Mm -hmm. okay this has been I could obviously talk to you for hours I have like 25 more topics and like (laughs) um but I think this has been just like the perfect amount of information and I loved it. So thank you for being here, Frankie. Do you want to let us know like where to follow you online and um, yeah, how to find you? Thank you so much. This has been awesome. So I am up dot the rabbit hole on Instagram and my website is up rabbit hole.com. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. Go check her out. Give her a follow. We love you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you next week. 